mighty fancy automobile. Oh, she's a real road king, all right. Zero to 60 in 7.5. She'll do a quarter of a mile, 13.40. 390 horsepower. 500 foot-pounds of torque. Whatever that is, performance and image, that's what it's all about. There's no such thing as a stupid question. This is Drive Radio. All of your automotive questions are just one phone call away. 303-477-5600. Drive Radio is made possible by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. To find one near you, go to drive-radio.com. Now, Drive Radio on KLZ 560. All right, folks, one hour left. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Mike and Bailey joining us now. Lines are open, by the way. Call us if you want to, 303-477-5600. Mike, welcome. How you doing, John? Good, sir. Thanks for calling us. Well, first I had a question about tires. I have an F-250, and I've heard you speak in the past about your preferred all-terrain tire. It's a 275-7018 for your fleet trucks, and I can't remember what you said. We you we run the, the Toyo. Toyo. Um, I'll give you the exact tire in one moment here. Give me one second here. Um, Takes me one second to get there. Um, open countries are the ones we've been running. Okay. All right. And second, I had a comment. A few weeks ago, you were talking to a gentleman, and he was commenting on how easy YouTube made things look. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I recently changed the spark plugs in the 6.2 liter, which is 16 spark plugs. And then, of course, I YouTubed it, and it does look manageable. And I talked to you, and you also had confidence that I could take care of it. I did get it done, but probably too much information, but I'm getting up there in years, and I'm on blood thinners. Okay. When I got done with that job, which took most of the day, my garage floor looked like a slaughterhouse. (laughs) They didn't seem to mention that in the YouTube Of course not. No, they never (laughs) mention that. Yeah, but I had to laugh at that comment because it's so true. Well, and, you know, the one thing that, even different from when I was working on cars, which has gotten much, much better. And I I will say that I still don't use them, I guess, because just old school and just the way I've always worked on cars, I always used bare hands. But they do make now really nice uh, mechanic-type gloves, Mike, that actually do work really well and protect your hands and so on. I I don't know. Again, I'm, I'm old school. I still just use bare hands, I guess. And I end up, I did some stuff the other day and you know, had busted knuckles and so on. So yeah, I, and, you know, it's just the way it always was, you know, you know, growing up in the industry, but it's gotten a little better, but no, they don't tell you all that stuff when they tell you how easy things are to fix. <laughs> my neighbor came down and he was kind of shocked. He thought maybe somebody got murdered in my garage. <laughs> oh man. Well, <laughs> and in your case too, you know, the blood thinners don't help either, as you know. Well, that's the whole issue. Makes it worse. Yeah. But, you know, some people just have, you know, too thinner, thinner skin, um, you know, and, and it just, you know, it just, I also, when you get older, it's just the way that I know even on my, on myself, on my own hands, it's just different now than when I was a turning, turning a wrench when I was 30. This is all true. Way, way different. So yeah, yeah you're no exactly kidding. right. 
Anyway, I'll let you go. Thank Thanks. you, Mike. Appreciate right. it very much. But, yeah, those Toyo Open Countries are what we run. Again, I, I'm not saying that's what everybody else has to, but it's been a good tire for us. We get great mileage out of them, and they work really good. So, uh, Jed and Parker, you're next. Hello, yeah, Jed. Yeah, hey, um, uh, gasoline price in 1970 when I got my license, I believe it was about 25 cents. I think that's what some of your other listeners are finding. Yep. Yeah, and uh, I, w- I wanted to also bring up uh, and see, John, if you remember uh, Gasomat in, in Colorado. Oh, yes. Northern Colorado. Yeah. You, you bought it with a token, and uh, I think gas was four gallons per token back then. Wow. I, 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 I'm trying to remember if I ever actually bought gas at one of those gasomats back in the day. I, I remember the tokens, Jed. I don't think I, I mean, I didn't buy a lot of gas there. If I did, it was, you know, once or twice. And I do remember the tokens. Yes. Yeah. Well, it it was a chain in Northern Colorado. Pat Griffin was the guy. And uh, I think he did pretty well with that business. But anyway, just a little blast from the past. Enjoy your show. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, Jed. Thanks for listening very much and calling, sir, as well. All right. Have a good one. Appreciate it very much. Have a great afternoon. And, yeah, blast from the past. Yeah, there was a lot of those. Uh, let's just say that, you know, Charlie and I were talking, and even Larry over the break, a lot of the gas stations have changed. Charlie just typed in, remember, green stamps. Yes, actually, I do, and you could collect those things and get all sorts of different, you know, prizes, or you could buy things with them. I guess there's a better way to say that. But uh, Larry and I were talking, you know, full service. They do not exist really anymore. I know there's a couple of states in the country where they do, but for the most part, uh, they they no longer exist. And frankly, I think if they did, some folks, not everybody, but I think some folks would actually use them. Jim in Green Mountain, you're next. Yes, hi, John. Uh, that gas price, uh, this is about 19 mm exactly. I had a 58 Chevy, so uh, it was okay. $0.09 cents a gallon on, on a gas wall between Esso and Amico. Uh, this is uh, in Queens, New York City, going wow. over the border into Valley Stream. Wow. It might have even gone lower and crazier than that, but uh, I paid $0.09, cents and, gee, <laughs> uh, you know, I always remember that. $0.09. Cents. Yep. So far, $0.09. you get the prize, Jim. You're the cheapest yet. Yeah, I know. I've been listening. I Nine cents. That's amazing. Uh, where did the 58 go? Uh, gee, I traded it in. I. What I engine had, did it have, by the way? It had the V8. So it had the 409? Uh, 58. Was that the Tri-Power? Oh, man. Jeez, really? Yeah. It that was car's a, worth a fortune today, as you know. No, I mean, I, I look at it on uh, Barrett-Jackson or Meekum, and I say... Oh, my God. Oh, they're worth a fortune, Jim. Literally just worth a fortune. I know. But that's that was the price. <laughs> oh, amazing. I mean, again, you had to keep that car, which those were, for everybody that doesn't understand, those were really, I actually liked those cars better than the 57. It was a better-looking car. I think so, really. And that was the first year of the Impala. Yep. And, yeah, and that did have the 409. And yeah. if and, and try, geez, that car is worth a literal fortune, Jim. Holy cow. Yeah. I mean, it was beautiful. Oh, only, if, only if you 
knew, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, the problem is, and you know, this is a, you know, our discussion in and of itself. I mean, yeah, there's always that, you know, if you if you only knew you'd have kept it, of course, you know, and then you gotta keep it and you gotta store it and you got insurance, you still gotta take care of it and maintain it and all that. And there's a cost to all of that. I mean, you can't just take a car like that and go, you know, sit it outside the, the barn or the garage or whatever, because if that's the case and it deteriorates and it's not worth, you know, near what it would be if you kept it, you know, stored and nice and, and so on. So, you know, there's a cost to all of that as well. So while we look at that and say, oh, if I'd have just kept such and such, yeah, I mean, that's that's nice to say, but you got to go through that whole process I just explained a moment ago, Jim, to do that. And then, of course, in today's world, it's like, okay, what do you buy today that down the road is going to be worth, you know, money and have value? And, and, and nobody's got a crystal ball. It's a guessing game. Right, exactly. No different than it was now. Back then, if you'd only known that 409s were only going to be made for a couple of years and they were going to be worth a fortune down the road, and especially that car, that option, I mean, yeah, that particular combo, that car's worth, uh, I mean, you could buy a house with what that car's worth. I think that was the first of the muscle cars. They always say that It was. No, it was. You are correct. Well, that that was the... Yeah, that was the beginning, and people don't realize this. Even Chevy guys don't understand it. That 409 was the first big block Chevrolet, and most people won't recognize it that way, but it was. Right, right, exactly. It was the you know it, it was the design of the big block, like we literally had all the way up until just a few years ago. Well, a lot of guys are still running; they still build crate motors that way from GM. But production-wise, we had them all the way up until just a few years ago. Right. Yeah. It all came from that. Right, exactly. So I'm talking about I was an SO guy. Uh, I, you know, in that uh, gas war there. I remember my when I got out of the Air Force, my job took me over to New Jersey, and they had these big gasoline tank farms. Yes. And I always remember on the highway looking, and there was a tiger's tail hanging out of one of these big tanks. Of course, the motto was "There's a tiger in your tank." Uh huh. That yeah. was the motto. So, yeah, and uh, well, anyhow, that was nine cents a gallon. Yep. That's pretty good. You win the prize. Jim, thanks. All right. Good stuff. Good talking to you. Lines open, by the way, guys. And, again, the question of the day is, you know, what's the cheapest you remember gas either being or buying or whatever? You know, just give us the story of that. 303-477-5600. Again, 303-477-5600. We'll be right back. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to the patented damping mechanism on our driveline belt tensioners to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa auto parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. As the cold comes in, don't let the heat go out. Call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air for all of your HVAC, electrical, and boiler needs. 
absolute electrical heating and air. They specialize in HVAC, boilers, and all your electrical needs. This is not the time of year to mess with heating issues. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, focused on doing the job right at an affordable price. They are a top-rated home services company with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. For a limited time, KLZ listeners who purchase a high-efficiency American Standard Furnace will receive a free air purification system. Terms and conditions apply. Call now for an estimate on your new furnace, 720-526-0231. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. You might be misinformed about your home insurance policy, and while you're making the claim, is not the time to find out. Paul Lewinberger knows this and will educate you about the types of home insurance so you can make the right choices. There are three different kinds of home insurance. Structural home insurance covering the outside, liability insurance for if someone gets hurt on your property, and contents insurance for possessions inside the home. Paul knows that the insurance money received after a big loss is often not enough for total loss replacement. In fact, with other companies, there is no such thing as total loss replacement. That's unique to Paul. Make sure your coverage matches your premium. Otherwise, you can't have the peace of mind that you should have with insurance. Work with someone who will make sure you have the right policy. Call Paul Lewinberger at 303-662-0789 to learn about getting coverage that gives you peace of mind. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. And, yeah, we had a caller call in, and, yes, uh, I was wrong. That was not a 409. Those were 348s. The 409s didn't come for a couple of years later. All Everything else I said is still the same uh, on that. And uh, they even made, I believe, a, a 427 uh, configuration of that, I think. Don't quote me on that one as well. I don't know my 409. I don't know those W blocks quite as well as I do some of the other later ones. I think those were 348s, 409s, and I, again, I thought they built for a very uh, short time um, a 427 version of that, or, or maybe you could turn one of them into a 427. I can't remember all that. that. Sorry, I'd have to look all that up. Brian and Longmont, though, you're next. Go ahead, sir. Hey, John, good to talk to you. Thank you, sir. Uh, I'm uh, down near the bottom. I th- gas-wise, price-wise. I think I bought in a, a gas war in uh, Omaha, kind of on the edges of Omaha, a uh, gallon of gas for 18 or 19 cents. There were two guys, uh, station owners, who were having a gas war. Yeah, and they I did think, that. Yeah, I, I think regular price was maybe around a quarter, but but these two guys had it down at 18, 19 cents. But what I really wanted to say, uh, my mom told me that uh, I grew up in Iowa, and as she, did she, and uh, she told me that uh, when she was a girl, and I never asked her how old, but uh, she would have been 18 in 1930, so it, it would have been 
at the very most recent, it would have been 1930 and probably more like mid-20s, uh, they wanted to see some relatives out in California. So they drove from Iowa to California in the mid-20s or at the most recent, 1930. She said they had a tent, and sometimes they'd find a place to stay overnight. Really? They they did the trip from Iowa for half of the nation, right? That's cool. <laughs> and uh, also... Uh, she told me that my, my grand they were farmers, and my grandma drove, and they had a Model T, and I actually got a ride in the back seat of a Model T once when I was a little kid. I don't remember much about it. But anyway, so uh, they moved up in, in car beyond the Model T, and you you probably know more about it than I do, but the shifting, the transmission, clutch, and all that right. stuff in the Model is different. And so uh, I don't know if that was the only reason, but in any case, when they when they got rid of the Model T, Grandma quit driving. She never drove really? again. Yeah. Actually, got easier because man, driving one of those was was you know you had to do fuel you know the the timing and there, there was just all sorts of things going on in the Model T that you had to dink around with. Where other I mean, no offense, Brian, but a lot of kids today, especially, couldn't drive a Model T. Yeah, you know there's. Uh, there was a throttle, and uh, uh, I think there's fuel mixture. There's different fuel mixture timing, on. and you had to, you know, that they were you were using bands. Uh, you know, you're basically engaging, you know, bands on the transmission to change gears. It was quite a complex, you know. I mean, it was simple, but not mm-hmm. simple in how no. it worked. But you had to have everything going the right way to make it work. On the 409s, I had. Uh, a uh, couple cousins, they were second cousins, and they were farm kids, and they okay. both worked and saved their money. And in 61... That was the first Iowa, year for the 409, actually. The 348s it, were prior. You you got it. They bought uh, a... Uh, I, I don't know if it was a Bel Air or an Impala. It was a two-door bubble top, you know, okay. that hard top. Okay. And it had a 409 with uh, the four-speed floor shift. Hmm. And... Uh, now, then I worked with a guy in uh, would have been the 70s, I think, uh, yeah, late 60s, early 70s, in uh, uh, Florida and Georgia. And he was making a lot of money. And uh, he was, I worked in the same company. It, wasn't, it was a sales company. He was really knocking them down. He bought a 67 uh, uh, Stingray no. coupe with... Uh, a 435, 427 in it. So that's a you know 435 yeah. horsepower. Yeah, uh, that's another great one. Yeah, well, no, that's a, that's a car I would uh, love to own. I've uh, I've actually located one of those, but it doesn't have all the right. Um, it doesn't have all the original stuff in it. Let's just say it that way. And on those, that uh, changes the value of them greatly, as you know. Yeah, another another guy I worked with uh, here in Boulder County. He had. A Stingray, I don't know what year, but it was a uh, 327, 350 horse. Mm. So that, to me, is maybe even, you know, that's the handling and all that kind of thing. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that'd be a good car to have if you could find one. Right. Yeah. Hey, well, you have a good day, John. You too, Brian. Thank you. Great call, by the way. I appreciate that very much. 303-477-5600. Eric in Denver. Hey, you guys, good show. I want to chime in on the question of the day. Sure. Um, 
I remember when I was in the early 60s, I was in first grade or kindergarten, but gasoline at the 76 station was 10 cents. 10 cents. Yeah, and uh, it was a dime. And I remember that because I used to really like that ball, the 76 ball. Right, right. They, They used to give... They used to give away these free little 76 balls to put on your antenna. Okay. And my my dad gave them to me to play with, you know, so cool. <laughs> that was pretty cool. That is cool. <laughs> but that's how... That's how I remember that. Well, that, no, that sounds in line because we, you know, Jim called in from, you know, back in New York in 59. It was nine cents a gallon. So, you know, that, that early 60s, that, that would be that would be very, very accurate. And again, it was different in different parts of the country, just like it is today, although probably not as big of well percentage wise probably similar variations but scent wise not as big of variations yeah yeah i remember that this was early 60s and then also i got to see something that was really cool uh if you go on 26th avenue towards the mountains once you get past sheridan you know right um about halfway to wadsworth on a corner a caddy corner there was a little tiny little one room little gas station there and it had like one pump and it was the old-fashioned kind of pump with the glass container yeah, on the yeah, top yeah and and we used to go there my out of out of our way because it was cheaper there and my dad used to say well that's cheap gas but it was cheaper even there it was like nine cents or something and i used to sit there and watch the gas fill up the container you know and i was just fascinated by it but uh, i got to see something that was pretty cool that is really cool no you grew up with seeing things that you know honestly a lot i mean i i remember gas being pretty cheap but not that cheap and by the time i can remember even you know mom dad filling up all that kind of stuff the bubbles were gone by then the glass bubbles were gone yeah yeah, me and my uh, brother were uh, used to really get a kick out of that uh, when we would go uh, up there. You know, we were just little children, and my mom would say, I'm going to go get gas from the uh, glass thing. You know, me and my brother were like, I want to go, you know, just so yeah. we can look at yeah, it. Yeah, you know? that's cool. <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah, but anyway, um, okay, you guys, uh, I don't know if this is another thing that's kind of a side note, but we used to watch in the when I was a little kid. You know, on the sidewalks downtown, they had these open doors, these metal doors, and a dumbwaiter would come up. Oh, the, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking yeah. about? We even yeah. saw that. Yeah. We we got to see a lot of crazy stuff that you know is all gone now. Yeah, it's yeah. None of that exists anymore. It's all. I don't know. Is it better or not? I don't know. I mean, I guess it is, but it's just different. I guess the best way to say it, Eric. Yeah. Okay, you guys. Eric, good one, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Nice little trip down uh, uh, memory lane. Thank you for that. Albert, you're next, sir. Go ahead. Albert, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. How you doing, John? I'm good, sir. I'm just chiming in on your program. I listen to it pretty much every Saturday. Or I should try to. Thank you. But you guys are talking. You guys are talking about gas prices. Yes, sir. this is way back when I was a kid. I was five, five or six years old. I remember gas being like twelve, fourteen cents a gallon where I grew up in Pueblo. Wow. You know that was way back then. That was a big deal. Yeah. And then does it? Does anybody remember the FINA gas stations that were around? The what? Which ones? FINA. I do not. They were probably in the sixties. There was a few here in Denver because hmm. I remember when I came up here. But I remember they were in Pueblo and they were in uh, uh, 
there were a few here in Denver, but yeah, Fina was a was a big uh, huh. was like a the, I guess you can say the Shamrock back then, right, with, uh, right, Bradley, right. Know. And and uh, was another thing I was I was going to chime in on. Somebody mentioned about a a three forty eight. Yes, Chevy. Yes. Oh shoot! I got horrible, terrifying memories of those. Holy smokes! My ex ex brother in law had one, and he used to make that things do like do things with it you you shouldn't do, <laughs> you know. <laughs> we, got, we got into a drag race one time going out of Pueblo. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't expect this going on, on the north side out of Pueblo, and this this vet pulled up next to him, and he just they just looked at each other. I'm sitting in the back seat, and they just punched it, and you know I'm sitting in the back seat just laughing, and you know we're, we're going pretty much neck and neck. It was, it was probably a vet probably worth a 327 in it. I'm just saying, and my brother ex brother in law just kept punching it. And I mean, I remember looking at the speedometer. We were at 110, 115, and that vet just pulled off, and he just kept punching. All of a sudden, there was like a pop bunch of black smoke came in under the radio and I just filled the whole car up like something out of a movie. Wow. <laughs> Rolls out the windows to let the black smoke out and we ended up pulling over. I can't remember what he blew, but he blew something. Something came apart, huh? Yeah, 348. I remember that. Yeah, yep. That was well. the beginning of the big block, Chevrolet. Yeah, John. Yeah, John. Anyway, I just wanted to chime in on that. Good but, stuff. Uh, Albert, thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, I appreciate guys. that. Uh, Mark and Black Forest will get you in and uh, got a couple lines open, 303-477-5600. Mark, you're up next. How are we doing, sir? Um, pretty good, pretty good. For 50 cents gas. Um, but um, the reason I called was um, my 05 GMC Yukon Denali is – running too cold it throws an air code um that it hasn't got up to temperature i think i know why because i had to replace the radiator okay and i replaced it with an aftermarket you know big aluminum um radiator um but uh, you know it probably doesn't hurt the engine at all but um it's kind of cold in the cab yeah especially this time of year what thermostats Um, in it mark you know i think it's i'm not Sure. Um, I had it replaced, um, but it still only gets up to about 170, 175 degrees. I wonder if the thermostat's not working properly, because whatever the degree of thermostat is, how hot, you know, not it won't be that temperature. So in other words, you put a 180 thermostat, the engine doesn't run at 180. It'll be, you know, 10 degrees or so above that. But if you're running that mm. cool, either somebody's got a really cold thermostat or it's stuck open. Yeah, we thought it was stuck open before. That's why we replaced it. Um, the thing there, and of course, yeah, those might, are so easy to a, those are so easy to change. I think I'd almost just you know pop it off, look at it, make sure it's not stuck open, make sure that it's uh, and, and that one should because the computer control needs a one ninety five. It needs a one ninety five. Yes, otherwise you'll okay. get that code. So if somebody put a okay. one eighty in it, even when they did it, that's that's part of your issue. Okay. Yeah, maybe I'll just replace it myself then with the 195. They're so easy. Yeah, that's that's an easy one to do. Is that is that located just in like in one of the radiators? No, right on the top of the manifold. Uh, just follow the top hose over to it. It's on the top of the engine oh, okay. on that on that one. That one's one of the okay. easiest ones to do. Okay, not like the old days, right? When it was behind the water pump. That's a piece of cake on that one. Okay. Hey, um, you mentioned you were going to try to calculate. Um, 
the the price increase um, of of gas. Um, that would be interesting calculation. Like well, I did it from 1960. So Charlie was I used his just because we were talking during one of the breaks. So, so 25 cents a gallon in 1965. According to inflation calculator, and again, everybody's got different ways of doing this, but just a regular inflation calculator, you go plug in, it's two twenty-five today for $0.25 cents and 65 Okay. The hard part, as you know, we learned from Andy Goss, was that um, you know it's hard to separate the price increase uh, due to uh, supply and demand versus right. the price increase due to um, the money supply. That that's right. Putting too much... That's right. Uh, money into the into the system. Correct. So that's that's a hard part. Okay. Well, and that, and Got really, it. that's kind of where the inflation calculator is doing that part, not necessarily supply and demand. It's literally just looking at the money supply, what's been pumped in, what a dollar was worth in '65 versus what one's worth today. Uh huh. So I, I did use it that way. I didn't. I didn't go off supply yeah. and demand. I just strictly went off of the the money supply inflation. Okay. Okay. Be interesting to one of your oil experts might know. You know, I mean, there's got to be, you know, there's got to be a supply and demand component of it too, right? Where, where yeah, because even today have, it'll yeah, vary. I mean, we've seen oil. that this we've yeah. seen that this past week even. I mean, it varies immensely even now based upon supply and demand, not necessarily the the value of the dollar. We saw that this past week. Right. You know, we went from a week ago being really kind of in the low threes, even high twos in town, 270, 280, you know, 305, to now it's, you know, anywhere from 350 to 390. Yeah. Almost a buck higher in a week. Just just jumped. And, that, you know, inflation didn't go up that much in a week. It's the supply no, and demand and no. what's going on in Russia and, of course, yeah. stupid policies from, you know, the White House and so on, which we... I'll try not to get into. Right, right. Okay. As always, enjoy the show. Appreciate it, Mark. As always, appreciate talking to you very much. Uh, Larry and Sharpie, guys, hang tight. We'll come right back. One line open. Drive Radio, 303-477-5600 is our phone number. But this is KLZ 560. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage and something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. JC's 4x4 has been Denver's premier Land Rover independent service facility since 2005. With all of today's latest off-road technology, JC's British and 4x4 is a Land Rover specialty shop. Not only do they service, but they will also outfit and restore your vehicle. The dedicated staff and attention to detail make JC's British your one-stop shop for your Land Rover or 4x4 adventures. JC's British and 4x4 is committed to quality and excellence, whether taking your kids to school or hitting the back roads for adventure. No matter what road you own from the newest Discovery and Range Rover to an older Defender or Series truck, we can help you maintain, repair, or modify your vehicle. When you're tired of paying dealer prices and only given limited options, call JC's British and 4x4 to service and customize your Land Rover or 4x4. Call JC's British and 4x4 right now at 720-586-4756. That's 720-586-4756. Or go to jcbritish.com. 
At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to the patented damping mechanism on our driveline belt tensioners to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa Auto Parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. Rates are low, but are you still paying too much interest? Why continue to pay most of your interest up front like a conventional loan when you can use the asset manager to save thousands in unnecessary interest costs? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. The asset manager is a simple interest loan, which means when your payoff decreases, your payment decreases, and so does your interest. Our clients are paying off their home in half the time. They're not changing their spending habits, and they have access to their equity for 30 years, even after it's paid off. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Think about it. This simple interest loan allows you to own your home faster, access your equity for 30 years, which means never having to refinance over and over and over again to pay off debts or for home improvements. No more requalifying, no more additional costs. Call 720-895-0500, affordable interest mortgage, and see for yourself. You're in control, not the bank. NMLS 298191, regulated by DOOR, equal credit lender. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for tuning in. Larry and Littleton, you are next. Good morning. Good morning, or afternoon now, I should say. Good afternoon. So northeastern Wisconsin in 1959, there was a Clark gas station, and all of my kids were on the football team, my peers. We all worked at uh, Palmer Engineering, grinding welds. Okay. And so that's a really a dirty job. Yeah, it is. Get done at the end of the day. You could go to the Clark gas station and get a quart of, or gallon of gas for 19 cents. And then you could get a quart of Carling's beer for 20 cents. Deposit was a nickel in the quart. And a pack of Luckies was 15 cents. And then we'd all go out to Hawks of Stone Quarry with a bar of ivory soap that floated. Yeah. And clean clothes in the backs, dive yeah. into the Stone Quarry. Scrub down with the, the soap, change our clothes, and on Friday night you were all set to go to the dance. There you go. Giddy up. And yeah. you had change left in my buck. That's awesome. Good story, Larry. Yeah, and that is a dirty job. You're right about that. Well, we uh, the, back in those days, kids were 16 and 17 to get industrial jobs. Right. And we all did in the summertime. Right. And, um, that's how you bought all your clothes for the next year at school. Right, right. exactly. you working, yeah. Yeah, hey, we don't do that anymore, Larry. We're, you know, no, no, nobody lets their kids work at that age. Mine did, but most don't. Well, in in it was in um, when I was in grad school, so it'd be like nineteen sixty eight, no seventy three, seventy four. 
um, we changed the laws on on kids and yep. basically took all the tools away from them. So You're right. Nothing the kid can use anymore that's quote quote unquote dangerous. Right. You're right. Exactly. And then we hired a bunch of, a bunch of people from south of the border to do that work when we had the jobs. You're right. Yep, you are correct. 1983, 84, Ron Baum does most favored nation with China, and all of those jobs went to yep, China. Yeah, he sure did. Yeah, and and unfortunately, we haven't gotten them back since. Well, there's a lot of people who aren't working anymore because of it. Well, it was not a smart move on our part, by the way. I think that was a very dumb move. Dumber than a brick. I agree. I think it was you say yep. when I was a kid. You're right. Larry, thanks. Good stories. I appreciate that very much. Thanks for calling in. Sharpie, you're next. Hey, Sharpie. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. How are you, sir? Oh, not too bad. I was just uh, chiming in on your show, uh, as usual. Um, had a funny story. Well, it wasn't funny at the time, but my dad, back in 1960, worked for a Chevrolet dealership in Carl Springs. Okay. And... He was a body man over there at the dealership, and one of his buddies uh, was the delivery driver for all the parts. Okay. And so the the sixty El Camino they 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 used for uh, the parts delivery. So at lunchtime, uh, the delivery guy told my dad, "Hey, I'm going to run some parts. Let's jump in the El Camino, and we'll drop off some parts and go get a hamburger and come back to work." So they did. And so they drop off the parts, they go get a hamburger, and then the driver, his buddy, had a brilliant idea. He wanted to go do some donuts in the parking lot. So they break it out and hammer it and uh, start doing donuts in the parking lot. Well, they forgot that the dealership and the phone number was on the back of the tailgate of the uh. <laughs> So yeah. when they get back. They get back to the dealership, and he says the boss is just standing there. And they get out of the car, and he says, hand me the keys. You're both fired. Somebody called you in. Oh, boy. And my dad just, he, he was mar- newly married and had a baby on the way. My mom had a kid on the way, my sister. And he says, yeah, that wasn't too much fun explaining to your mom what had happened. <laughs> oh, boy. So he lost his job, and he says, I didn't even do anything. I was just in the car. Right. And uh, he goes, I still lost my job. So he says, Monday I had to go pick up my toolbox. So, so yeah, I just we laugh about it now. And Yeah, I'm sure it wasn't very know, funny back crazy. then, though, was it? No. He says, uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't fun going home and telling your mom about that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Anyhow, I, I thought the 348 story just brought that story back uh, good back one to me, so. good one sharpie so yeah enjoy you guys you the show and have a good day you too man thank you very much i appreciate it gary in lakewood you're next sir go ahead yeah john yes sir yeah this is gary in lakewood hey i just want to ask you please um and uh tell you real quick in 1968 on the corner of 10th and sheridan there was a fina gas station there I heard the guy from pueblo yeah. talk about it and uh, gas was uh 24 Point nine cents a gallon. Twenty-four. There. Okay. Yeah, and also I need to ask you, uh, where's that uh, address for that Speedway oh. Auto Parts store? Sure. No, Jeff sent that in earlier at forty-three ninety-four Grandview Boulevard. 
Okay. Yeah, and also, uh, how's your dad and your Uncle John doing? They're doing. They're doing good. Um, they, uh, uh, you know, still not they don't work every day, but close to it. So no, doing great, Gary. Doing very well. Great. I know both of them pretty good. So just to. Uh, I mean, they come over to the house, you know, not, again, not anymore, not every day, but, you know, as long as the weather's halfway decent, pretty much every day. They were there yesterday. Okay, good. So, all right. Hey, yeah. thanks. No, all good stuff. Gary, thank you very much. I appreciate you calling and asking about my dad and uncle as well. Uh, squeeze one more in here before a break. Dave and Centennial, you're next. Hey, John, I got a story to tie in with your guest on that. Sure. I used to work up in Greeley. And I'd calculate my paycheck out, you know, what had yeah. to go to rent, what yeah. had to go to utilities, what had to go for gas. And I was drive, riding a 73 Suzuki motorcycle. Okay. Held so many gallons of gas, and gas was 50 cents a gallon. 50 cents. And I used to come down to Denver, run around on the weekend, and go back up. And I'd fill up the bike once I got back up there at gas amount. So I always had $3 tokens. Mm. And uh thing was, I got up there, raced like crazy to get up there before the, the station shut down, and I couldn't get all the gas in the bike. I figured a buck and a half, it ought to fill it, and I couldn't get it all to go in, and I was six cents short. Had to call the guy to come out and give me six back, six cents back in change, because gas had gone down to 48 uh, cents, and it would not fit in the bike. Got it. He was already mad because I kept him out there late, but he made sure. me six cents back. That's hilarious. Anyway, enjoy your show. That's good. Your your buddies at Arvada West did some work on my vehicle the nice. other day, and they did an excellent job. They're good people. Dave, thank you. Thank you for that. I appreciate that very much. Thanks for the phone call. Patrick, hang tight. I'll give you plenty of time. We'll come right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa. Get the good stuff. In these difficult times, Arvada West Auto and Truck is geared up servicing and maintaining their customers' vehicles. Throughout the COVID disruption, they still manage to keep their staff busy every day. As a reminder, Arvada West Auto and Truck specializes in electrical, climate control, brakes, tune-ups, emission failures, exhaust, steering, suspension, drivability issues, and maintenance services. Come visit or call Arvada West Auto and Truck. 11752 West 64th Avenue, just west of Sims, or call them at 303-422-1065. You listen to Drive Radio because you have a lot of questions about your car. You have questions about what kind of oil to use, what the best tires are, where to get the best parts. But have you ever asked what will happen to your car after you die? Did you know that if you don't have a will that specifically states what will happen, a probate judge will order your family to split your car evenly? And because you can't cut up a car into pieces, your family will be forced to sell it and just split the money. According to Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, it is estimated that two out of three people don't have a proper will in place. And oftentimes, things like your favorite classic car are accidentally forgotten completely. Michael understands that the only way to be absolutely certain that all of your final wishes will be honored is to take a small amount of time to talk about it. 720-394-6887. 
720-394-6887. Call Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, right now to set up a free consultation and make absolutely sure that you don't leave anything to chance. Few things are life-changing. Your wedding day, the birth of a child, an oil change. Wait, what? Yes, an oil change can change your life if it comes with a peace of mind that if your engine, including the fuel system, fails, you're covered for life. The BG Performance Oil Change comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system. Find a shop near you at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. BG. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties, or worse, none at all. You can trust the original Novus Pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield. Find a Novus location near you by going to our website, drive-radio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass, a proud sponsor of Drive Radio. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Patrick in Commerce City, you're next. Go ahead, sir. Oh, hey, John, how are you today? Good, sir. Good. Hey, I've got a 09 uh, Impala SS. The uh, harmonic balancer's got a slight wobble. Um, how bad should I let that go until I get it repaired? It's quite an expensive repair. It is. How bad's it wobbling, Patrick? Uh, eighth inch, quarter inch at the most. Mm. That's quite a bit, actually. I, I, I now. What's that, John? I said I would do it now. It's wobbling enough. I would do it now. Yeah, it's hard to tell when it's spinning there to see how how much it's wobbling. Yeah, the problem is what's happened. You know, as you know, what's happened is it slips, and it, it the risk you run for everybody else listening is once that slips, you can get some engine vibration. It can have you know issues on not only the seals but bearings and so on. Yeah. No uh, vibration. Okay, cool. Can I have one quick question? Of course. Go ahead. Cooper tires or Uniroyal? They're $20 difference for four of them. Whatever you can, right now, whatever you can buy cheapest. Really? Yep. Which one would be a better tire, the Cooper or the Uniroyal? Oh, I think that one's going to come more down to the tire. how should I say this? The tire itself inside of the line, I mean, as far as the lines go, they're both quality tires. There's no issues there. comes really down to more the tread pattern and what you're looking to do with the tire. Just an off-season radial. I was, I was kind of thinking the Cooper was better. The Cooper's $20 more for four. Goodyear owns Cooper now. That's why we've seen a little bit of a price increase. I see. So that's actually a Goodyear tire now, if you want to say it that way. And Uniroyal's a Michelin tire, Correct. Correct. All right. So any, both, again, uh, both quality up. tires. I would not. I mean, I would buy them both. Okay. And uh, I'm up here in uh, well, I said Commerce City. That's where I'm at. But uh, around Brighton, do you guys have any shops or anything up up this end of town? I do not. I wish I did. And if somebody can find one for me, I would love it. But no, I do not. 
Um, who was it that gives a, a, a loaner car that does repairs for you guys? I remember hearing it before. Extreme does. Geno's does. Uh, and Legacy does up in Boulder. Those three do. Yeah, Legacy's probably the closest to me then. They probably are. Yeah, Josh and those guys. Good guys, by the way. Really good guys. Okay. Yep, they got All loaners. Right, They'll help you out. All right, I appreciate it. You're welcome, Patrick. Thank you so much for calling. Russ, what's going on in Cheyenne, sir? Hey, how you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for calling. Okay, so I have a 67 Camaro I'm working on. Right. Um, it has been gone through probably five people before my buddy bought it and brought it to me. Okay. Um, in, in the build process. Okay. So what I've got is a 67 with a... A Tremec TKX transmission. Um, it's got an aluminum radiator in the front with electric fans. Um, and so I've been trying to sort the wiring out on this thing. I've got a couple of issues, actually. One with the headlights. The headlights themselves will come on by themselves. Hmm. Um, I have gone as far as to unplug the, uh, the harness from the firewall and headlights will stay on. Whoa, okay. That's weird. Back feeding <laughs> somewhere. And I can't find it. I, for the life of me, would, would the voltage regulator, if it's gone bad, would it back feed into something? Is that got an internal regulator? I mean, is somebody changing around to the internal no. regulator, or is it still the external? No, and so it's an external. And that's, so, that's my other issue that I'm probably working up to. But yes. Yeah, that I would. It's still an external. One of those things I would. If you unplug it, do, do the lights go out? The external regulator? Yeah. I have not done that yet. Just try that, unplug it, and see if it does. Yeah. Okay. It's back feeding somewhere. Okay. All right. So. Well, and real quick, Russ, what did that car come with originally for engine transmission and all that? Because as you know, the value of those is getting up there so far that it's almost worth putting the original stuff back in it and not do all the aftermarket stuff. I believe it was a six-cylinder car originally. Okay, doesn't matter then. Do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's kind of the way I felt yeah, about it. Yeah, have fun. Doesn't matter if, then. If it, if it was a Z28 or something like that, that'd be a Well, or even story. a 327 car or something, you know, still go put it back that way. But, yeah, a six-cylinder doesn't matter. Right. Do whatever you want. Okay. Um. So... It's got a Holly Sniper EFI system on it, the 383. Okay. Um, I've been trying. I, I put the system in myself. Um, it will run beautifully until it gets warmed up. Um, now, it's got electric fans, and I, I believe that the last time it started running really poorly was when the electric fans kicked on. Hmm. They're dropping voltage so the to way the... Uh... To the EFI? Well, so I'm actually showing on their screen about 16 volts. Oh, that's high. Um, yeah. So now the way, so that's a 67 car. So it's got the the uh, three-wire alternator. Right. And so it the charge wire goes all the way around to the main splice that's over by the driver's side headlight instead of going to the battery. That's why um, it's back. Yeah, yeah. Then, I'd put a one-wire alternator on it and get rid of the voltage regulator that's on it now and see what it does. Okay. I'll bet it fixes all of that. Okay. 
and they're yeah, cheap that, and easy. I've got with the EFI, I've got a dual post battery, so I've got the EFI tacked onto the side post, and then the original sure. cables are on the top post. So I've got that separated through the battery. I just wasn't sure if I'm assuming the fans are what's creating my RF that's screwing everything uh, up. I would think so. Yes, I think you're correct on that. And so I was wondering if I were to just switch the um, fan, because I wired the fans in at the main splice. Okay. Because I figured that would you know, be right where the voltage is coming off the charge wire. I'm wondering if I made a mistake by doing that, and I need to actually take it back to the battery. I would take it back to the battery. Put a little fuse box or something right next to the battery and run it off of that, and then go to a one-wire alternator. Okay. You'll be, yeah, the bad thing with the alternator is it's got a brand-new Powermaster 100-amp yeah. three-wire on it. Yeah. Sell it to somebody. Okay. Put a one-wire on it for half that money and sell it to somebody. Okay. <laughs> you'll, you'll still be okay money-wise. Okay. All right. Yeah, All right. I just uh, – the RF thing is just absolutely killing me. I'm it's sure it is. What it is. Yeah, so. I'm sure it is. No, I, I agree. I agree. Okay. All right, man. Okay. Russ, Thank thanks, as help. always. I appreciate it. Mac, we'll get one more in before the top of the hour, and we get out of here. What's going on, sir? Hey, Mac. Hey, hey John. Sorry about that. Hey, question. A short time ago, you mentioned uh, a few weeks ago, I should say, about a NAPA battery that you thought was a pretty good – I think it was 500 cranking amp, but I'm not sure uh, – for just a car battery. And yep. then also, uh, what would you – what's your thoughts on a uh, marine – deep cell or in I'm using them in a motorhome, but they, because I, they don't seem to last very long and their lack of use, you know, typical motorhome deep cell batteries Correct. They sit there. And then when you go to use them, they're dead. Right. <clears throat> so what's your thoughts on the, the unless you can keep the deep cell the, plugged in all the time where it's charging or keeping a charge on it or having a battery tender or something like that. Uh, I, I, I'm one where just put a regular battery in it. I think they work just as well as those do. Uh, and then the Napa, uh, the Napa Legends, and just their middle of the road red, they're like a red color battery, work great. They're fine. They're they're made by uh, Penn. It's a great battery. That was. I thought you gave. I thought you gave a number like a B sixteen. Well, it depends on the. Like it depends on the application. I mean, they make twenty four series, seventy eight. I mean, they make every series for just about every car. But the standard, you know, the standard was twenty four series or Ford and seventy eight series or GM. But it just depends on what application you're looking oh, for. I see. Okay. Oh, it's it's the you said the red battery. Yeah, the the, the red legends work great, I and mean, they make other ones that are you know higher dollars and higher warranty. But that Napa red legend works great. There's nothing wrong with that battery at all. Works great, and it's a little less money. Yeah. Okay. And then the deep cell is just they're just a pain. They're a pain. What, I mean, I, again, it, either way, you got to keep something on it to keep the charge up. Yeah. Yeah, I did that, and they still went bad after a while. But they, but they were sitting for quite a few years too. So. Um, What's the advantage of the deep cell over the regular battery? If I They've got a longer there? reserve is why the deep cells are typically used on the RV application. Oh, for like running the... Yep, not not as much DC cranking lights. amps, but longer reserve. Oh, so you can run your lights a little longer. Correct. DC lights in Correct. there and the furnace and anything you got running it. off of DC. You got it. That's why. Uh, running two of them. This one takes two in series. Uh can you, can, you, can you hook up more and get more, or is that just a waste of time? Oh, I think I two, be, two's plenty. Yeah, I think that'd be just more batteries dying than yep. just while the, yep. the uh, motorhome sits. Yep. Okay, 
Mac, Thank thanks. I appreciate it. That's it, guys, for today. Have a fabulous weekend. Don't forget daylight saving time tonight. Make sure you uh, turn those clocks ahead. Otherwise, we'll see you back here next week. Same time, same place for Drive Radio. Sportsman of Colorado is up next. This is KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.